0: Does the current state at some of the position battles in spring practice indicate the Bearcats could add some transfer players in the second wave of the transfer portal to those positions? Our Locked On Bearcats, your daily podcast on the Cincinnati Bearcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Middle of the week, thanks so much for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen every day, free and available where you get your podcasts, including right here on YouTube. Don't forget to subscribe to our Lockdown Bearcats YouTube channel. You can follow it to get an alert every time that we drop a new episode. My name is Alex Frank, your host each and every day. Here on Lockdown Bearcats, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, it's Wednesday. Normally we we do this on Mondays. I have this guy on, but because of uh National Championship on Monday between San Diego State and UConn. UConn coming out on top. Neil Meyer of the Front Office News joining us today on this Wednesday. And, uh, Neil, a lot's happened since we talked. Uh, We talked last week. We're hearing a lot about several position battles unfolding at fall camp. I, I, I first want to ask you this question. And I think this is a question for the fans. From your perspective, you've been to spring practice on a scale of one to ten. How happy should fans be about the quarterback room and the quarterbacks in the quarterback room currently?
1: Yeah, I think I think fans should be very happy about the quarterbacks in the room. Obviously, there's been a lot of things going on. Uh, Ben Bryant's returning for his extra year of eligibility. Evan Prater is still in the fold. You bring in Emory Emery Jones, Jones from Jones, Arizona, Arizona State Arizona in Florida. State, Florida. I think the quarterback, think the quarterback, quarterback room, room is loaded with talent. Obviously, we've seen what Emery Jones has been able to do uh, at Florida and Arizona State. And then, obviously, we've seen what Ben Bryant's been able to do. So, uh, the thing is, Ben Bryant's ahead of schedule on the uh, rehab from the injury he suffered last season. I mean, it was an injury that probably people weren't really – he even said it. He wasn't even expecting to go this whole spring but he's been out there working so uh, he threw out pro day uh, two weeks ago for the Bearcats so I thought he looked great and it's great to see him bounce back from the injury so far but overall that quarterback room is something very exciting because obviously there's two different style of quarterbacks and we all know that Scott Satterfield uh, in his past with a dual threat quarterback coming from Louisville with Malik Cunningham he brings in a guy that plays the similar style in Emory Jones but then you have a guy who's a pure pocket passer like Ben Bryant. So it's a really interesting quarterback battle. Obviously you have two very great quarterbacks and both can do so much uh, positives for this team. Obviously they are two different quarterbacks, as I mentioned, but they both are capable of doing very great things. So I'm very curious to see how it plays out here at the end of spring camp and see who's going to be the guy heading into fall camp.
0: I think a lot of us feel that way. And I think it's interesting, Neil, that you bring up that Ben Bryant is ahead of schedule because I think, a lot of us maybe thought, well, what what percentage chance does he realistically have to win the starting job? But it sounds like, from what you're saying, that it's a real possibility that Ben Bryant. I think we've talked about this before when I've had you on that Ben Bryant's got a real opportunity to win this job. Is that is that what you're is that what you're hinting at right now? Ben Bryant is still going to
1: be in the fold for the starting quarterback, and a lot of people okay. notice that. But Ben Bryant will still be in the starting fold. That something's. Coach Satterfield has said, it's an open competition all across the board. So people uh, really need to kind of take a look, and Ben Bryant's still in the fold for sure. And I think now that he's starting to come back healthy off the injury that he suffered that ended his season last year, he threw up pro day in front of NFL scouts. And I'm very very curious to see how this competition plays out. Obviously, both of those quarterbacks are six-year guys. They both have gone through the similar um, college route where they – transferred a few times they kind of had to wait their turn to start overall they're they're both in the same fold now they're just in the same room fighting for the uh starting job here at cincinnati university
0: all right i think neil that the bearcats are not going to add another quarterback in the second transfer portal window which is next month do you agree with that or do you see a scenario where the bearcats maybe do add another quarterback
1: I, I don't see them adding another quarterback. There's already six in the room. Uh, from based on observations at spring practice, I don't think they add another one. Uh, obviously, you have Emory Jones, you have Ben Bryant, you have Evan Prater, you have Brady Lichtenberg, Brody Drogosh, and there's also some walk-ons in the building. So I don't, I don't see them adding another quarterback in the next wave of the transfer
0: portal. Interesting. I, I, I agree with you. I think, I think that's a very rational way of looking at it. Now. There are other positions that I mentioned off the top we would get to, but I just wanted to ask you about the quarterback battle because that's what everybody is going to be talking about this offseason surrounding the program. So we'll get to those key positions here in just a few minutes. But first, I got to explain to you, Neil, and everybody, how this episode of Lockdown Bearcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA playoffs are almost here. In fact, the play-in tournament begins next Tuesday, And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel America's number one sportsbook because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back. If your first bet doesn't win, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets. When you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, that's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right, Neil. So one position that I think really stands out is tight end because, and you've, you've asked Scott Satterfield about this before in press conferences. We've talked about it. Shaman Mateer, Peyton Singletary, the two guys who I think stand out to me. So when you watch the tight ends, uh, particularly Mateer and Singletary, what are you seeing from them in spring practice?
1: Yeah, so this is actually a great uh, topic that I'm glad you brought this up. So uh, obviously the transfer portal has been a very interesting thing for Scott Satterfield, especially at the tight end position. Obviously the Bearcats lose Josh Wiley and Lenny Taylor to the uh, NFL draft but they also bring in a guy from Western Kentucky and Joey Beljan. so they bring in another big red zone target who's six foot six can really go up and get it we've seen it in the past uh during his time at Western Kentucky but then you mentioned a guy in Shaman Mateer and Peyton Singletary Shaman Mateer has actually been working out with some wide receivers as well so they kind of uh got him in the receiver aspect of things obviously we we all have seen uh what shaman's able to do he's a very big guy very physical can go up and get it but he's also very quick for a guy his size so shaman mater is kind of looking at a wide receiver tight end role he's going to probably see both uh from what observations that we have seen he's been doing a lot of work with the receivers he's still coming off a injury so he hasn't been 100 percent all spring ball yet but overall I, I, shaman mater is a guy who's going to have tremendous upside for this program and it's, it's a guy that's going to be really fun to watch for the Bearcats. And then Peyton Singletary as well. So uh, whether Scott Satterfield and them like to utilize the 12 personnel, that's what UC has been able to do for many years. And that's one of the main reasons why they've been successful over the last few years, especially when they had Josh Wiley and Lenny Taylor. That 12 personnel is been, uh, very key for what the offenses have been running. But overall, I think – those two guys, the sky's the limit for the tight ends room, and everyone knows uh, the history behind UC tight ends. So those three guys uh, are going to have probably – they're probably going to see a decent amount of action this season. Obviously, the wide receiver room is only returning one wide receiver from a season ago, and that's Chris Scott. So those tight ends are going to see a lot of production. I have a great feeling about heading into the 2023 season.
0: And you're right. I mean, it, it's been a driving force behind this program for the last 25 years, going all the way back to Brent Selick. I've mentioned that many times on this podcast. So Brad Glenn recently spoke to the media practice and he, he threw out the name Leslie Ando as a guy who's standing out a wide receiver. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Leslie Ando
1: has been uh, really drawing a lot of attention here in camp. I mean, everyone who kind of knows did their research. Leslie Ando was a walk on. Uh, I believe he still is a walk on. He's really drawing heads, obviously with the in, with the news of Kashawn Helton being out for the spring ball. And then you see other guys, you only have one wide receiver in the room, but you see guys along Ando, D. Wiggins, uh Don Vinale, like Leslie Ando's seeing a lot of good reps and Scott Satterfield even said that's probably some of the most reps that he's seen in a while. So Overall, I mean, he's taking advantage of the opportunity with the wide receiver room. He's really uh, starting to turn a lot of heads, myself included. I've been very impressed with what I've seen from Leslie Ando. And that's something we've asked Coach Satterfield about. And he seems to be very impressed with what the uh, sophomore wide receiver is doing here in the start of spring ball. How
0: about that? How about that? So. Have we heard anything recently about Keyshawn Helton? I know he's out for the spring, as you mentioned. And Satterfield mentioned that before spring practice. Is there any update as to how long, he, how long after the spring he could be out for?
1: I I have not heard an update, but I will say that he is out there every day. And the energy he brings, it's, it's very encouraging. Because he is out there with gloves on, cleats, like very energetic guy, encouraging what people need to do to go through the routes, the drills. Like he's going to be the first guy there. During the drills, he's going to be the first guy to congratulate someone off the sideline. His leadership role, like everything about his leadership role and the adversity he's currently going through, it speaks a lot about him. And it's it's going to be very exciting to see if he can get back on the field healthy and everything going on. He'll be a huge addition to the wide receiver room. But as of right now, it looks like he's still going to be out for the spring.
0: OK, and that, and that, that is great to hear. Obviously, when a guy comes in, a transfer from a power five, you know, how is he going to fit into... A new program, a new culture, but it sounds like Keyshawn Hilton is fitting in very, very nicely. So, do you think that the Bearcats could add somebody in the transfer portal to the tight end room? I threw out the name. I don't know if you've studied him at all, Neil Verkias uh, Gums from, or it might be pronounced Bar-keus, but Gums from North Texas. And last year he had 34 catches, think over 400 yards, and uh, multiple touchdowns. So, just I was just throwing him out there. But what do you think? Did the Bearcats add somebody else in the tight end room, potentially in the transfer portal next month?
1: Uh, The tight end position, it's a little unsaid right now. I'm not to 100%. I wouldn't be able to give a solid predicament. But now if we're looking about them adding someone in the transfer portal in the next month, be expected to see them add maybe one or two wide receivers. That's something Coach Satterfield has been able to really kind of talk about for a long time, especially dating all the way back to the first window of the spring, of the transfer portal, uh, especially after the news of Keyshawn Helton being out. He's kind of mentioned there in that opening presser that he was going to be looking at some wide receivers. He's kind of emphasized it here in spring ball. I think it was last week we talked to him, he kind of emphasized they're going to be looking at some wide receivers in the portal as well. So I think that's the main position in need right now is the wide receiver room. And I think that's going to be the the next position they have, they start to address really well. So uh, I expect them to be full go mode. Try to get themselves some extra wide receivers heading into the uh, next round of spring ball, especially with the depth on that team not really deep right now because of uh, players leaving. Only one returning wide receiver from a year ago. So that's that's the position I most expect them to be active in in the transfer portal in the next window.
0: Do you think the coaching staff is happy with the tight ends that are on this roster right now?
1: Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, Joey Beljan's an incredible athlete. He's a big-body red zone target. Shaman Mateer is – we've all seen it. Probably has the most upside out of the tight ends, in my opinion. Um, Six-foot-six. He's hit over 20 miles an hour before, and he's – at I believe he's up to 240. So anytime you see a tight end running 240, like – you got to be pretty impressed with that. And then you bring in Peyton Singletary, who's also has experience playing. So they have three tight ends who have all seen time on the field and are all capable of doing very big things. And I think that's the most exciting thing for Scott Satterfield and the company um, Bearcats staff right now.
0: All right. So the tight end room sounds like it's pretty solid. Bearcats are happy with who they have. Hopefully they continue the success of multiple tight ends over the years That have paved the way for success for Cincinnati when we return the Cincinnati Bearcats offensive line Brad Glenn recently said that there's a starting five the right combination emerging so who is a part of that starting unit we will ask Neil Meyer about that and if the Bearcats target any offensive linemen still in the transfer portal next month we'll get to that after we hear from two of our sponsors. Obviously, I think the biggest question, Neil, and I think you can agree with me on this one, is the offensive line and how we really don't know who's going to start up front. And that's scary to think about with a new quarterback and a new offensive system in place. But Brad Glenn recently said that they are starting to find that right combination. So who is in that right combination for Cincinnati up front?
1: Yeah, so... Uh, we won't go through the whole offensive line. Obviously, there's still some things working out, but I will say the transfers are making an impact immediately. Luke Kander has been a very big piece. Obviously, he was one of the first guys Scott Satterfield went and brought home. He's a local Cincinnati kid, and he he's a big kid. I'll say that. He's very strong, very physical, and he's a very impressive young man as well. So, Obviously, adding Luke Kandra is a big thing up front. Gavin Gerhardt is still back. Now he's going to be uh, in there for maybe his second year uh, straight starting. But then you add, you add a lot of transfers. Trevor Redozovic is having a great spring ball. And then you add uh, Philip Wilder is also another guy who came from a smaller school who is starting to turn some heads here in uh, spring ball as well. So those are a couple of names to keep an eye on. And then you also can throw John Williams in the mix of some guys to keep an eye on. Obviously, they're returning Cam Jones, who's six foot, I believe he's six foot nine, six foot 10, 310 pounds, a big guy. So those are some uh, some names to keep an eye on up front. Obviously, those are a starting line that's uh, only returning one starter from a season ago. So it's an offensive line that is not really used to playing together, but they're starting to kind of mesh together. And uh, just a couple names to keep an eye out. Obviously, things aren't set in stone 100% yet, but those are some guys I've been very impressed with here to start spring ball. How about that?
0: So when you watch this offensive line, what are they doing well at? And what do they, uh, what, where are their improvements? They need to be made, Neil, ahead of um, the end of spring ball and then fall camp. Yeah,
1: so this offensive line is very physical, a very physical offensive line. Uh, they've been able to, in spring ball, you've seen a lot of big runs. I'll say that. Won't go too much into detail on it, but you've seen a lot of big runs, which has been a great sight to see. Obviously the running back room is returning a lot of talent. You have Ryan Montgomery, Corey Kiner, Miles Montgomery, Ethan Wright's back in the running back room. So the running back room is going to have a nice little, nice little hole to say behind them, to say the least, from what we've seen early, but there's still a lot of things to play out, but offensive line, I'm really, I'm really happy with what I've seen so far. Obviously We still got about another week and a half of spring ball left. So I'm very curious to see how that progresses here down the final stretch of this uh, spring camp.
0: Do you think that if there's anything we can bank on this year offensively, it's it's that the running game will be better than last year?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think the running game is going to be a a huge part of the offense. Obviously, that's something Scott Satterfield liked at Louisville with the dual-threat quarterback. We saw it in the bowl game. Uh, It worked. So overall, I think the running game will be there. Obviously, Corey Kiner's returning, Ryan Montgomery. You have a lot of experience returning in the running back room, and that's a great sight to have, especially for a first year head coach at a new program.
0: Yeah, yeah, no no question about it. I mean, Cincinnati struggled last year to run the football. It was hard to watch at times, but the hope is this year with a new offensive line and a new head coach and new scheme that that can get back to. Where they were in 2021 and 2020. And, and really any year where they've been really good, their running game has been a huge part of their success. Final question, Neil. I know you got to run. Um, do you see this this program adding another offensive lineman in the transfer portal in the second window next month?
1: Yeah, I, I would not be surprised if they add another offensive lineman. Obviously, anytime you can have depth up front is huge, whether it's on the offensive or the defensive end. Having that depth up front is massive. I mean, it played, it showed we saw it last year. Jake Renfro went down first week of the season. Then Gavin Gerhardt stepped in. So overall, I mean the depth is always gonna be important there. And I would not be surprised if they try to look and add another offensive lineman in this next window. But I guess we'll just have to kind of wait and see of how things plan out.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting indeed. Neil Meyer of the front office news and um I said this last night. I'm going to say it again, Neil, because I, I have you on, and I know you tweeted something. You tweeted something about it. I did as well. But uh, on behalf of Lockdown Bearcats and the front office news, we just want to send our thoughts and prayers and love to Chad Brendel and his wife Kelly and Kelsey, their daughter. Uh, his wife, as Chad Brendel tweeted on Monday night, um, continuing or her condition is now terminal, and she's been battling cancer for many, many years. So um just our thoughts and prayers and love to the Brendel family Neil it's a very very sad situation
1: yeah no most definitely just we just want to send our thoughts and prayers out to Chad and his family during this incredibly hard time Kelly keep fighting you're an absolute fighter you're a warrior yeah. just now everyone in Cincinnati and Bearcat Nation is going to be behind you during this fight so Just want to send our love and prayers to Chad, his wife, Kelly, his little daughter named Kelsey. So if there's anything we can do and that this fan base can do, it's to go show them support right now during this hard time. We've seen the power of prayer over the recent years or recent years, recent history here in uh, all the sports and what, how powerful it is. So if there's one thing we can do right now, that's all go over to Chad Brendel and send a uh, prayer to him and his family during this incredibly hard time. So, so Chad, no we love you if you need anything. You know, we're always here for you, man.
0: Yep. Yeah, we love you, Chad. We love you, Kelly. We love you, Kelsey. We love all of Chad's family and friends. And we're just sending them all the love and prayers and thoughts, Neil, that you just mentioned. Neil, it's great to have you on and uh look forward to talking to you soon, all right?
1: Absolutely, man. Always a blast having me on.
0: Yep, yeah, Neil Meyer of the Front Office News. You can follow him on Twitter at Oops, at Neil, at Meyer Neil 6 i will hopefully be back on next Monday here on Lockdown Bearcats. I'm Alex Frank for Lockdown Bearcats. You can follow me on Twitter, Frankie underscore 90 with two N's, NNATI, an Instagram, AlexFrank at underscore, and, excuse me, email Alex3Frank at gmail.com. Thanks for making Lockdown Bearcats your first listen today. Excuse me. For your second listen, check out our brand new podcast, Lockdown College Basketball. Experts Isaac Shade and Andy Patton bring you everything you need to know on and off the court. Plus, here from big name experts, coaches, and players throughout the basketball landscape, Locked on College Basketball, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we just wish you all the very best, good health, and just enjoy life, man. For Lockdown Bearcats, I'm Alex Frank. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll be back tomorrow right here on Lockdown Bearcats with Zach Fries and Sean McMahon right here on Lockdown Bearcats.